0: I'm sorry, but the person you've called is unavailable. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Scott. I'm Ron. And we have a very special guest. Me, Declan Shelby. Wait,
1: it's it's me, not PJ Holden. Keep the music. Okay. (laughs)
2: listen to that how professional that was
1: that, that you told me that would be coming at me it really came at me through the headphones i'll say that much <laughs> oh okay
2: it's been a while since we've had you on the show i think it was back near the start of this run that i had a chat with you but i, I thought it'd be um, fun to have a catch up with you tonight because pj's not with us
1: uh how long ago was that
2: that was nearly a year
0: ago probably a year ago
1: yeah yeah jeez i did the last time, i mean the last time i remember really doing it was when i, when I was at your house
2: Oh yeah, no that was no this is this is a good while after that. I think you we were talking about um what were you talking about last time? Well it was Savage Time mainly. Oh right, right, okay. That whole thing. Yeah, that old thing. That's behind you
1: now. That's right, yeah. I'm moving on. I I just always moving forward run, you know?
2: You're like a shark. <laughs> like that, yeah. Cold cold dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so what is new with you at the minute? What are you working on at the minute that you can tell us about?
1: Um nothing. So uh I'll catch you next time all right,
2: guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <serious>. incredible. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> now I'm working on um I'm working on a mini series for Marvel but I can't, I can't say what it is. I've actually been working on it for a long time um but uh I I stopped working for a while and then when I got back back at work um Marvel started asking if I would do like an annual here or um two or three issues there. So I mean it was all for the same you know I wasn't I wasn't the the book wasn't solicited, so there was no rush. So I ended up kind of doing all these um, and know, small fun things like I'd never done Fantastic Four before, and I got to do a Wolverine like stuff I wasn't planning on basically, but um, but uh, worked out pretty cool. So yeah, anyway, I'm back on that main project now. So I'm uh, I should probably be working on that till the summer, but I've I've no idea when it'll be solicited, when it'll be announced. It's actually really weird because I'm um, normally doing a Marvel book. It's all like here's the schedule, here's when it's out the solicitors, blah 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 so it's kind of nice to not have that um uh, deliberating you know that the pressure coming down at you all the
2: time are they waiting until it's finished
1: i don't know i don't know um i've asked and i've gotten like well we're not really sure we're thinking about it i if i were them i'd probably wait until like three issues are finished before they know exactly what they're going to do with it which, which would be smart you know that way you know you're not really you're not the thing with comics is once you announce the comic it's like you're pulling a ripcord and there's only so much time before you you hit the ground, yeah. and you just gotta hope that the parachute <laughs> comes out of time enough to save you. Um, so you ended up like you end up getting the last issue of an arc like finished just in time and losing all your lead time. So um, uh, I if I were them, I'd probably wait until there's like enough to, to go where we're like well, we definitely don't need to worry; it'll be fine. But then again, you never know. Will it affect, you know, um, the ongoing? Uh, you know, universe or the event or stuff like, so like for, for me, I'm like, I wish I knew when it was coming out, but from their point of view, I guess they've got a whole universe and things to see how stuff fits. But um, I, I'm enjoying it, which is the main thing. I think it's, I think it's the best stuff I've done in a while.
2: Okay. No, I'm looking forward to seeing it.
1: But yeah, I can't I, I can't, I can't tell you anything more about it, yeah. but anyway, sorry. So there's that and <laughs> um, there's something else I can't tell you about, which is um, it's another image graphic novel, um, it's uh, like a follow up of sorts to Savage Town okay. um, it's not a sequel but it's another kind of Irish crime story uh, set in Dublin um, and I'm in the middle of writing that at the moment and the artist should, outside of the pitch pages should be like starting the actual book like really soon so um,
2: yeah I'd say it'll probably be next year by the time that's out. oh that's good, cause Savage Town was great I mean I, I really thought it should have got a lot more traction than, than it seemed to you know? oh thanks man, It's it's weird I mean the,
1: like I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining at all because like we've made money in it and I'm, I'm, I'm
2: you know, happy with that.
1: But uh, I knew I was kind of hoping to do a book that was like the, the the best things about it was that it was unconventional, and the worst things about it was that it was unconventional. So you know, I'm the guy who's known for drawing like Moon Knight. That is not; it's nothing like Moon Knight. You know, uh, I'm the I'm known for doing superhero covers. It's nothing like that at all. I'm known for art. I didn't draw anything, you know. So um, stuff like that can um, it can be difficult to market in that regard. But I knew I wanted to try to do a book that Irish people would pick up and go, oh, this is a comic. And regular comics people would go, oh, this is an Irish comic, you know. Um, and also knowing that, like, crime fiction does so well in every other medium, like film, TV, books, not you know, um, I, I thought there was a chance – it could maybe cross over a little bit into a different um, a different demographic, but the, the problem I will say is that I the most, biggest problem I had I thought there would be like negative feedback from Limerick people and all that, but it actually wasn't quite the opposite. A friend of mine in Limerick actually tells me he sees it everywhere there, which is they really really um, embrace it, which is brilliant. It's just um, trying to push it and get it seen in the right places is was really tough, you know, because um, image image can only do so much. But um, you know, I. Tried, tried different bits of Irish media and like it was I, I found one thing is if I I did Irish media about superhero stuff to get the contact for Savage Town but then when I was pushing Savage Town it was an old story since it had been announced but I'd much prefer just talk about it when the book was done not when it was announced but that's when everybody it's it's weird it's like everyone wanted to know about it when it was announced
2: yeah, but
1: it wasn't available to buy so when it was available to buy, it was really difficult to get on these same places to talk about it because that's when you want to let people know.
2: I was shoving the book at anyone who would read it. You know. I appreciate it. Man. Thank you. Um, yeah.
1: And, you know, I did I did like a tour. I'd I like hit all, as many stores as I could around the country. Um, I did a website for it. I did like everything I haven't done for other books, because I know that if you bought Moon Knight, you're probably going to check out Injection, at least a, a substantial chunk savage town i knew i couldn't rely on like people who buy who, re- who regularly buy superhero stuff because it's it's one it's a it's a t- it's a bigger ask but two it's a very different product yeah so um I, I i didn't rest on any laurels there but um i think one thing i should have done is is ahead of time i should have made a list of like um book awards and stuff to submit it for um all that kind of stuff. Cause it, it's, it was that kind of book. It's a thing where you'd want, you'd want it to be like in front of like art committees and stuff. And um,
2: not, not the, not the superhero contingent, but maybe the more literary contingent. Yeah.
1: Like, it, you know, people who read Daniel Close or, or, or Chris Ware or something, you yeah. know, I think Phil's work really led towards that leading toward a like book slash graphic novel uh, audience. And um, my book, graphic novel audience comes from comics into graphic novels not you know there's a different audience pick up quote unquote graphic novels with a capital g capital n yeah. and um uh yeah it was just tough to try and hit that kind of stuff but uh, but also I was just I was run ragged at the time like I I was it was so hard to keep on top of all of it just all the work that goes into pushing a book once it's done um was tough and and no slight against phil um, but like phil's just one of those like gentleman artists who like does the work and is brilliant at it and then gets back to work and i know you have to hustle in order to sell a book and i don't mind hustling at all but um uh and phil had a baby as well around that time as well so i kind of i was kind of stretched in in various um
2: but this is my baby phil this is my baby
1: (laughs) 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 yeah you don't understand phil
2: um, <laughs> this one's got legs. Not that Phil's we
1: didn't have legs. But, no, but like we we're, <laughs> were doing signings and stuff, and I'm like, oh, can you do this? And he's like, ah, this is when the babies do. And like, fair enough. You know, at the end of the day, it's just a bloody book. But um, we're, we're working uh, around
2: similar problems here. I know Scott's going to let me down in a few months' time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hannah's already told me, you know, you're going to have to curtail the podcast for a little bit when the baby comes. I was like, well, I only go one night every fortnight. She's like, you're going to have to curtail the podcast for a little <laughs> bit when the baby comes.
2: Yeah, you can Skype in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we're sitting here. I have the baby monitor. We're in, we're at my house tonight and I have the baby monitor just outside the doorway here. So I'm trying not to interfere with Ron's luscious audio, but also keep an eye and make sure Ralphie doesn't stir. But needs must. Is he much of a stir these days? No, he's no pretty, he sleeps like big a thing?
2: fucking log. Yeah, I was commenting oh, okay. on the way. And like, I don't think I've seen this child in, in months.
0: <laughs> yeah, seen nor heard of. No, we put it, he goes down at seven. Uh, story, two songs, sleep, sleeps until at least half six the next morning. Oh, grand. Um, you know, unless he's sick or something, you know, something like some sort of weird outlier. But, uh, I'm trying yeah. to get Scott to sing the songs on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it can be it can be bonus content for our Patreons. That's a lie. I'm not, put, I'm, st- no, I'm still not putting them up We've there. have got to give these people what
2: they want. <laughs> um,
1: no. is, if it's not out of school to ask, so do you you have a Patreon for the podcast team?
2: We do, yep. Patreon.com forward slash oh, sunnyside show. And is that podcast? Sunnyside I'm podcast. really bad at yeah, remembering the really bad address. At this. Yeah. I, I need like a really
0: but
1: short address. No, I'm curious, like, um, is it a case where anyone can donate and they get anything or do you have like tears? I clearly don't know because I don't uh, donate to the podcast. Cause you don't give us anything.
2: <laughs> no. I uh, if, if, there, you know, if, if there was a steam off your piss option, you wouldn't even click. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: I'm giving you my valuable
2: time of course, right now. Of course. <laughs> no, no um, that's not
1: true. I, I, I will I will donate uh, once I'm once I'm off this because I, I I meant to but I've forgotten. Well,
2: whenever, but, uh, whenever we created, it we didn't actually um, have the notion that what really, really what it was was just to kind of help uh, support the show ongoing because I uh, bought lots it, of gear. If
1: it covers <laughs> like if you went
2: like if you went to a
1: convention to interview somebody
0: and it covered a petrol or something.
2: Oh yeah. Um,
1: or, you know, uh,
0: like, it, yeah. every little helps, I'm sure. And there's no, e- like, e- all, all episodes are available for everyone. Um, There will be, like, little snippets that'll go up that aren't in the main episodes that might be too hot for TV, that might go gotcha. up to the, uh, to the patrons. But everybody gets the same episodes for free every week. Yeah,
2: I have a notion of, a, I think what we're going to try and do in the next few weeks is a, an audio commentary for Spider-Man Into the
0: Spider-Verse. Ooh, Because it launches on the 6th of April in the UK on iTunes, so we might do something. Have you,
1: have have all you guys seen it? Yes. Um, Oh, yeah. Multiple
2: times. Yes, and oh boy. It, it is. Yeah. It is perhaps the the thing that has brought me back to my childhood more than anything in recent years. Yeah,
1: it's it's fantastic. And like I know some animators, so I've talked to them about like the animation in it. And even animators are nerding out about it. You know, there's well, lots I, of I like
0: know
2: Jamie T was and, absolutely flipping over it whenever he was. Whenever oh yeah. He him, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so
0: much. There's so much going on under the hood, on top of the hood, around like there's. Yeah, they're all
1: like the level of craft it takes to to do it the way they did do it when they could have done it. Way simpler and way easier and way cheaper. Yeah, Um, it's and it's great to like look that something like that happens all the time, but nobody ever fucking sees it. Well,
0: do you know I was I was looking, um, I was chatting to Hannah the other the other morning because we came down and her and Ralphie uh, were watching it, and I thought, yeah, gosh, I want to see how this film did. So I looked it up on Box Office Mojo, and it made three hundred and sixty eight million dollars worldwide. That's brilliant. I mean, I assume that's brilliant, right? No. Really? No, that's, that's, oh. that's, well, c-
2: considering like um, Captain Marvel made over half that this weekend.
0: Captain Marvel. Yeah,
1: but, it, but, but, you know, spider Verse was marketed more as a kid's film,
0: like say yeah. Incredibles or something. Not, not just for kids, you know, like, but. Um, it made its money back. It was at a budget, at a with a budget of 90 million, you know, that's a reasonable return. But when you, when you're releasing films these days. You know, you're looking for. I,
2: I, I don't think they ever expected though to make you know high, you know high hundreds of millions. But what I that. D-
0: but what I don't get is once all the once all the hype started, once everybody saw it, because everybody saw the trailers and sh- either wanted to go and see it or you didn't. But once everybody yeah. saw it and they and started spreading the word about how fucking good it was, I don't understand how you still come out with a mediocre box office. I think the problem <laughs> is that
2: it. it it did take word of mouth, and by the time you got to like say week two, week three, it was disappearing at a lot of, at a lot of cinemas. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. Like it, I,
1: I tried. My mom will go to like all the Marvel films. uh I mean, or she wants like always go to them, but she's happy to go to them. Um, and when I was thinking I was home for Christmas, I'm like, oh, do you want to go see the Spider Verse? And she's like, eh, because yeah. I think it's because it's like it's all these different versions, and she didn't know what it was. And to, to be fair. I was skeptical going into because the more stuff you have in a comic book film, for me generally, the worse it is. Don't just throw in useless cameos, but man, they managed to do it in such a good way that it worked with the story and it was entertaining. But it wasn't, you know, it didn't derail the emotional arc or anything like that. it just did. But I think it, it might have been a little intimidating for like quote unquote regular audiences.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely have said to more than more than a few people that it was my film of the year it was it was the thing that, that I enjoyed by far the most in the cinema and they, they might
1: me, find i mean i might find a whole new audience yeah and and they uh, just looked uh, at me like
2: what are you crazy i mean it's it's Spider-Man. It it is a, it's a children's film and and i i could not get them to understand that this film how how much better it was than i was than i was trying to convey you know and uh um, but i think
1: i think something that will be more it'll be it will be an impulse watch at home Oh yeah, but I, like nothing's nothing is an impulse watch. Like even me, it takes a lot for me to go to the cinema these days. I need to know I'm going to like this film before I go. I, I can't be humming and ha- like not necessarily like if it's like I know the director or I know the who the writer is. I'm like okay, I'm going to at least enjoy this. But it's very rare I'll go like I don't know anything about this. Uh, I don't know who these people are. I I I need to kind of proof a film, but if I'm going to actually take time out and go to the cinema,
2: yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Um, speaking of which, did you get to see Captain Marvel? I did. And what did you think? Fucking SJW bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, it's been dying to say that. Um, no, no, I, I, I didn't think it was SJW bullshit. Um, I, I was wary going in because so much of the marketing was very much... like It knew who its target audience is, but like I'm kind of of the mind of like, I want... You know, I want young women, I want kids, I want whoever to be watching the stories. But you know, you also don't want to kind of like shove out the people who've been supporting these things all the time. So I am. Um, I get wary of kind of like cynically diverse marketing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like um, like uh, I've no problem with diversity, but it always like whenever I see like a a, a corporation doing it, you're all like, oh, you know, you, yeah. It's, it's there's just it's no, nothing more grating
2: you know. than like corporate feminism.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's fucking condescending bullshit like, you know, to women, like um but um but everything Marvel have done like up to now. Now I didn't see Black Panther, um, um, which I think means that I'm a racist, I'm not sure, but um I, I just didn't get around at the time, but I like everything I heard is like it's brilliant. So no matter what, I knew I was going to like enjoy it. Um but I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was really great. There was um uh, even though I was going in with a like, you know, well, actually, sorry. Case in point, the directors of that film did a film called um, Half Nelson years yes. ago with, um, with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and I love that film. You know, um, so I was I was optimistic going in for sure. But then you also know it's for these things are standalone, but they're also not. They're part of a much larger tapestry. It's Captain Marvel, but it's also Marvel film part seventy eight. Yeah. Um, so you know, and and it can be tough to strike that balance, but I think I think it did strike that balance. I think it did a really good job, and it felt like it was really setting up the next phase of what the Marvel films are going to be.
2: Yeah, no, I think so. I think I think it and Black Panther are kind of indicators of of uh, a desire to kind of have lesser known characters in there. I mean, obviously they've they've mined the well of the of the the more well known ones that they had access Look,
1: to. It's exactly what they did. Like when I was a kid. Um, it was X Men and Spider Man. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man, Captain America, they were all lame. Nobody liked them, and now they are the they are much. Well, I would say bigger than Spider Man, but like, you know, who who are the X Men compared to um, Iron Man and um, Captain America? It's insane how big those characters are. So it's smart of them to to inevitably get to that Moon Knight film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was really hoping for a Moon Knight TV series on Netflix. Well, all the better it didn't happen, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe maybe Disney will pick it up with their streaming platform at the end. You know, once they launch at the end Fingers of the crossed.
1: year. Yeah, if it, if it happened, it would have gotten one season. So yeah,
0: yeah, you know, it's true, Um, so all the better, but um, but like, I don't
1: see a Moon Knight film quite working, personally, like in that Marvel universe. But you know, I probably would have said the same thing about um Winter Soldier or or Black Panther or so. Thor- like, if you'd explained thor ragnarok to me 10 years ago i would have like laughed in your face you know <laughs> and just like they're not gonna do that but do you mean they're gonna lean into the kirby stuff they're gonna do planet hulk in a thor film like it's amazing the stuff that they can actually integrate now you know even the captain marvel stuff like that stuff only really happened four five years ago uh,
2: yeah well i'll say you six know? or seven at this point Cam- yeah seven, like that's
1: great C- 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 compared to like how long it took for like that to happen with iron man and captain america like that the, they're pulling from so many ideas that you would think you know well no 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 they're going to stick with the old stories first and maybe deal with the newer ones but they're just taking whatever works yeah. you know it's it's really um so it's, uh, it's really exciting like you, you genuinely have no idea what's going to happen next you know
2: yeah which although,
1: is a, which is cool
2: although I, I mean i i you know i did kind of permanently despair at the constant um Constant anti campaign that was running against it because it it, it, was, it was purely focused on the fact that um I mean, I don't even think it was focused on the fact that Brie Larson annoyed those people I think it was focused on the fact that this was a woman and it was it was really unpleasant the, a lot of times yeah yeah
1: well like look I I'm not saying it doesn't like it's clearly happening what bothers me is personally the people who are amplifying that by complaining about it. You know, I wouldn't know about any of that stuff had it not been like thrown in front of me. Like ha- half these sewer people, leave them in the sewer. Stop opening the sewer and showing me, showing them, showing them to me. Yeah. Um, it's look, it's really disappointing when that shit happens. I don't understand why. You know, it's not like it's not like Captain Marvel is the first Marvel film ever, and ignores every other character that's ever been. We've had shitloads of all the icons have been on screen. There's all these great moments, huge epics. What the fuck do you care if there's a if there's a Captain Marvel film that is is skewing its aim a little bit more towards like women or young girls? Who cares? You could you can still go to it, you know. Now if you don't like it, that's perfectly fine in your own business. But the people who are just targeting it before it even came out, like even even that, if you saw it and you thought it sucked, which if you did, that's fine, that's your opinion. But like I, I case but try not to judge anything until I've actually seen it. There's there's storylines and writers and stuff like who I, I I hear people rave about or hate, and I'd, I'm just not going to judge them until, or judge the work until I've actually read their stuff. And everyone just wants to make assumptions now, you know?
2: Yeah, oh, I thought it was interesting that the tack they took though with this campaign, which was uh, which I, I saw a couple of different threads. One was, oh, they should have they should have been it should have been about Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel. Which I thought was a, a particularly nonsensical attitude to take. Well, I mean, technically, well, I mean, the I only the re- only reason they were saying that what, was because was the, Monica was Rambo was black, and they wanted yeah, to be able no, to say that's... that they didn't hit Captain Marvel, Alison Brie, because she was a woman. They hated her because of. Sh- who she was. It's Brie so, Larson, you sexist piece of shit. Yeah, so what, so what they wanted to do and they've, <laughs> Entirely done, they've done this in woman. two ways. So different colour hair. <laughs> they had this They had this fallback of like, see, we're not bad people, we we prefer this Monica Rambeau version. And then they did the same thing with the uh, Alita challenge, which was go and see Alita, Alita Battle Angel oh. instead. You know, because they wanted oh. to have a, another movie that, ha- that featured a woman and say, well, go and see this one instead. It features a woman, don't go see this film. Why? See the but Alita wasn't wasn't black. Uh, she's a she's still a woman of color. She's a she's played by was her name Rosa Salazar. Oh, okay. She's uh, she's, she's Latina. Is that yeah. her? Or- so, uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a clever new way to kind of uh, be hateful, which is to kind of yeah. champion something look, else that makes you seem like you're not hateful.
1: Look, shitting on anything for ideological reasons is not good. No matter if you're coming at a, from a a place on any. Is some racism or sexism or whatnot like who cares look if for for if it was me right uh, and i was running all this stuff i would absolutely go with um carol danvers captain marvel one because she's the most famous one right now it's the brand that is in the comics and people will easily access yeah. and also you know if you're laying down groundwork for what, who's to say in 10 years monica rambo won't be the new captain marvel because she's a kid in this one yeah who's she used to say that uh, in ten years they won't make it her. Who, yeah, who, I think I think, I think it was who pretty who obvious that the
2: character was way. in there because they want to be able to introduce her in the in the present day version, she'll be thirty years old.
1: Oh, that's right, Sorry, because it's set in the nineties. Yeah. So yeah. so case in point, boom, there you go. You've you've laid groundwork for another one female superhero to uh one of colour. Like, great, you get two you get two for the price of one.
2: Yeah.
1: Um That sounds a bit weird, getting two women for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, worth pointing out, we're three guys here talking about uh, three. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, I am white as hell.
2: Oh, come on. I've <sighs> seen you.
1: Although technically I'm a minority in your part of the world, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah <I laughs> Although mean, not anymore, right? Has it gone the other way? Well. Uh, I think it's, there's, there's cat- way more Catholics now than there were back in the day.
0: I, I think there's maybe 50-50 in the north. I think you guys, okay. are, you guys are just trying to breed us out.
1: Well, that, yeah, that was so, the band for years
0: that's why no contraception
2: it was. <laughs> yeah that's why we changed your mind about that oh dear but um, overall yeah I really really
0: enjoyed the film I had a great time watching it so, but, so
1: we're, we're, are we talking about this as if the people who are listening have seen it uh, well,
0: well I, I haven't seen it Scott so I would prefer to, oh, to try and avoid
2: uh, I mean my yeah. favourite character was probably Talos or Talos I thought that Ben Mendelssohn as the. Oh, head Ben Yeah, yeah, he was great. A fantastic, fantastic bit of.
1: Uh, like, look, he's always the best thing he's in. Always.
2: Yeah, I just wasn't expecting a scroll with an Australian accent. <laughs> and he
1: really yeah. leans into it. Yeah, yeah, he really does. I I won't say what it is again because uh, uh, um, Scott hasn't seen it yet, but I would say there was stuff about the ending I that really, really lost me. Um, the third act, which. which is often a problem in superhero films because you know if they don't end they just set up future you know and yeah. the next the next first act but um there was stuff in it that uh, once the character kind of reaches her arc in that story um i just all tension and um uh, um my engagement with the story just kind of went out the the, the back door and yeah so when, like, the, when the journey up, was, was much like, more eh.
2: interesting than the destination i think
1: yeah so. yeah, yeah but look that's that's a minor criticism. Like, you know, the same could be said of a lot of films. Yeah. But I thought she was, I've heard people complain about her. Uh, I thought she was great. Um, The cast overall are great. Soundtracks, like, you know, if you're a child of the 90s like I am, then like, you're, you, you know, you're going to love it. I thought some of the music cues were probably
2: a little on the nose. There, there's but, one in particular that's a bit, too yeah. I think, news. I think, yeah, I, I think I, I, think I was mean. kind of like shaking my head in the audience going, I could have picked something better than this. <laughs> yeah, some, something less obvious
1: would have yeah. been more impactful, you know. Um, but then again, it's a classic song at the same time, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I know, I thought they did a really good job of telling an origin story in an unconventional way.
2: Yeah, and then I I kind of had to bear in mind that a lot of people going to see this film weren't born in the '90s. They weren't around. That's true. Yeah. So this this is this is like me growing up and watching a film set in like the mid '70s. I know. This yeah, yeah. I know when, when you're a kid
1: and you all you know of the '70s are songs on the same on the same TV shows when they're set in the '70s. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? right. This is like me that, watching Boogie Nights. That's the way. Yeah. Uh uh-huh, I like it. <laughs> um, you know, like Saturday, Saturday. Like yeah, it's always like oh, I know this. This is the past because all the other things set in the past have these songs.
2: Yeah. No, it was kind of crazy to kind of have that sort of uh, nostalgic vibe.
1: And yeah, I, when you I, know you're And
2: I was sitting there going, Jesus, I still listen to this song all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But uh, uh, yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, if anything, just so, you know, it, it keeps the buzz going from the last Avengers film too.
2: Yeah, and, yeah, so you're not confused going into Endgame as to
0: where this other character appears from. Oh, I'm really excited for Endgame. I'm stupid. I'm stupidly excited.
1: Yeah, I like. I like that. There's fuck all. I mean, I know there's going to be a trailer uh, that shows more. But like, I remember people were going, "When's When are you going to see the End Game trailer?" And like, the End Game trailer is the previous film. You, you idiot! Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? like, <laughs> what, what do you need to see? You've already seen the biggest tease for it, which is the film that already came out.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm. I, I'm just going to avoid as much as I can. From, yeah, me too. I mean, me I'm,
1: too. No, normally, I normally I. I I mean to, but I just kinda of watch it anyway. Yeah. And I will say it's one thing that bugged me about Captain Marvel was there's a there's a bit in the trailer that for me is a really powerful bit in the film and if I hadn't seen it in the trailer it would have been it, it, I saw it in the trailer and was like, Oh man, that's great. And then in the film you're like, Oh yeah, that's the bit I saw. Yeah. You know, I wish they'd kinda of held on to that. But then again, you know, you know, marketing is marketing, what are you gonna
2: do? Yeah.
0: So, uh what else you've been watching, Scott? Uh oh, I went to see Speaking of racists, I went to see uh Liam Neeson in Cold Pursuit.
2: Ah, oh, Liam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, oh dear. And,
2: and who's he pursuing?
0: Who's he pursuing? He is pursuing uh drug dealers. Okay. All white drug dealers?
2: Well, he's he's got to stay on brand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's a re- it's a remake of um of a Scandinavian film i think it's called A uh, Matter of Disappearance um, and the director of the original directs the American remake okay oh, that's interesting uh, and it is tons of fun oh, oh really, really? Okay. oh it's like I, is I
2: it keep, like taken all over again
0: no it's it's odd i keep telling people this it's like a Coen brothers movie it's not as good as a Coen brothers uh. movie but, but, it, it, but it's like one. It's like yeah. It's tonally, it's very Coen Brothers. It feels like it could have been like an extended episode of the Fargo TV series. Is it full of oh, little,
2: little weird oh, side
0: characters? Little side characters that get like their own introductions. Um, well, wow, that, that, that like, sounds way more interesting than the film I thought it was. Yes, to- that's. I mean, I went to see it because I thought it would be. What did I see the last? Uh, like the commuter or non-stop like you know you pay your money you get your popcorn it's going to be a reasonable time at the cinema that's fine i'm i'm perfectly fine with that as a you know for a night out doesn't have to always blow my socks off but what i got was a really really fun film an oddly funny film um and uh yeah it was a it was very very different from what i expected and from what the trailers kind of portray it as the um it's about two hours, just shy of two hours and I think the Scandinavian original was like two hours twenty and the only criticism I really have about it is you can really feel where that time has been taken out. Okay. There are moments that literally in like three or four cuts it goes from there's not really a sport. it's it's at the start of it, so his his son gets kind of uh, tangentially involved in a drug deal and the drug dealers kill him and make it look like a, a heroin overdose. But him and his wife are, are convinced that his son wasn't a junkie and that that, that wasn't the whole story. But it, in a matter of very, very few cuts, it goes from funeral of the son, husband and wife arguing, wife leaves, husband with a hunting rifle in his mouth and his toe on the trigger. Like, it's 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 very, very, very quick. This is Liam Neeson we're talking about. Yeah. How long is the hunting rifle? <laughs> That man's like seven foot tall.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, so I, I I could feel where the breathing room had been taken for the the westernized adaptation. Oh yeah, I have um, no doubt
2: in the original. There's lots of staring into fjords and stuff. Yes,
0: I like I could you know I, oh, this this would be a very um, somber beat in the Scandinavian original. There's lots of uh, you know thinking like that, um, but it's still very good fun. I'm gonna seek out the original and watch it because I've heard it is better, which is generally the case for these things. But it sounds
1: it sounds um, well. It's interesting. It's the same like uh, director. Um, yeah, I think that's it. You know?
0: Like, yeah, it's an. It seems like an odd choice, but also at the same time, I guess if you if you wrote it and it was your thing, and they're going to remake I've, it,
2: I've seen that done before. What what was that? Um, Keith or Sutherland film years ago? Uh, was it disappeared or something, or disappearing? Whatever. Where there was there was a remake of a Scandinavian film, and it was the same director. The same guy did it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I so, think it's you know if it's your baby and you, somebody's going to remake it, they've bought the rights. You know, it may as well be you. Hmm. Um, and you know, it's it's probably it's going to get more traction. It's going to put your name but out it, there. So I mean, and it sounds great.
1: like he's if he, he's made decisions to aim it more at a like not westernized audience, but more I mean, Americanized prob- audience. I guess that's
0: probably going to come down to the producers in the studio at the end of the day. I mean, he's a relatively new director. This is you know, this is kind of inside baseball stuff, but relatively new director directed his first big Western film. I would imagine that he didn't get final cut on the film. Yeah. Because most directors don't, you know, unless you're unless you're a producer. Just, it was the vanishing. It was the vanishing. <laughs> the vanishing was quite good. It was it wasn't a bad film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless a well, producer the with, uh... or executive, you're not going to get final cut. Um, so he could have had all those scenes in, but once the producers step in to finish, you know that's kind of down to them. Um, Sorry, so I... the
2: vanishing, the one where the lady disappears. Yeah, Sandra Bullock disappears, and then um, Jack. Yeah, I Bridges, saw. I saw who... the
1: original. I saw the original film, and that was terrifying.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I think it was just called the vanishing, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was belge
1: was a belgian or
2: french dutch french Okay. according to wikipedia not not i didn't have that information in my hands but um yeah so jeff bridges was the baddie in the remake Ooh. Mm. and then uh, i think he says yes i will i will tell you what happened to your girlfriend wife but basically you're going to go through the exact same thing to find out you know oh okay right yeah oh geez. so yeah no that was a great We mm. film have you seen thing last while, Ron? I um, do you know what? I've been out? watching constantly for the last, uh, I think, two weeks. I have watched the entirety of one day at a time on Netflix, which is this like
1: I, I here. It's very good. Like it's, it is, like it is classic excellent. comedy in the best ways. Yeah,
2: it is. It is a standard sort of multi-camera sitcom. Uh, it is a remake or a reboot of a an early nineteen, nineteen sort seventies of and early eighties American sitcom. A, the original featured a, a, a newly divorced mother and her two daughters, bringing them up in, I don't know, where wherever it was, New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a uh, a Latina family in Los Angeles, and uh, she's a, an ex-veteran with post-traumatic stress. And again, she's raising like a, a daughter and a son. Sounds um, like a fucking hoot.
1: From looking at it, it looks like a very kind of wholesome, old-school
2: sitcom. It is. It's... it's I think what it is is it's a bit of a bait and switch. So the this the setup makes it seem like a very standard sort of you know here's the here are the jokes type sitcom. Yeah. But then they sneak in a lot of very socially aware and progressive politics. Mm. Um, you know the daughter turns out to be gay, and that's a real challenge for like you know a Catholic family. Um, the son is, is smoking pot. Um, the the neighbor the wacky neighbor who keeps on coming into the house he's got a problem with alcohol um and and all these things kind of come up you know and they sort of they, they bubble up in the story quite naturally and um nice. especially the stuff regarding uh, the sexual politics are, are quite well they're quite moving in a lot of ways you know I mean there's there's a lot of stuff where like the the estranged father will not accept for you know for quite a long time will not accept his daughter being gay you know and mm. and there's moments in sort of towards the end of the first series I got really choked up about because he he's, he's going to her quinceañera which is the the big 15th birthday excitement for young Latinx girls and uh, he refuses to dance with the the daddy daughter dance Oh yeah oh. and that moment is like really sort of like gets you in the throat because she's standing there waiting for the dad to come out and he, he just disappears but then Ouch. the mom and the, all the other cats come over and dance with
0: her and they all dance together see that's a kind of like the ending it to It's Always Sunny this season's
1: oh yeah the I, into it's, it's the sunny. only one I haven't seen yet you haven't seen the last I, episode? I, yeah I just because um, I wasn't I, I knew what it was about I was like I was just going to hold off on it for, for a little bit oh. I watched
0: the, uh, the rest of the season Oh, it's, it's, I mean, I think I said before, it was the best single episode of TV I saw last year. It really yeah. got me. Yeah, no, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, it's, it's tremendous.
1: Great. No, I, I, I've been re-watching Sony in general. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I watched the new series and I knew that, that, that episode is coming up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold off, go back to where I was rewatching, and then you know, follow it through. So now I'm back on that season. I've just started the last season. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch it right through.
2: Okay. Okay. When when do you get time to watch stuff? Do you watch stuff like while
1: you're working? Uh, I I watch a comedy show at lunch. So it's a half hour. And then I watch a drama show at dinner, um, which is an hour if, if I have the time. Um, And I generally try and make the time because it's good to, it's good to put like stories in my head when you're just like putting them out all the time.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So I'm watching. I've been watching two shows lately. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. One is called Counterpart.
0: Oh, yeah, that's oh. the um, J.K. Yeah. Simmons.
1: Yes, it is, Series. and it's very, it. very,
0: very, very good. Oh, see, because I I saw someone um, posted on my Instagram about it, and they I know that they're a big fan of uh, Fringe, and yeah. they, they said that they absolutely loved it, and I hadn't even heard of it, so I thought, right, okay, that I'll put that on the list. So This is like the show where he switches like dimensions, isn't it? he meets himself from another dimension. I think. Yeah.
1: Like with, with, so no, with nothing to say past the first episode, he discovers there's another earth. Um, and he meets the other person from that earth effectively. And then it like, it's essentially like there are pangs of fringe for sure. So if you like fringe, you're, you're going to like it, but it's yeah. more, it leans way more into like the espionage. So it's, it's set. And this is what I love about it. So there's all these American and English actors uh, and it's set in Germany it's set in Berlin um and this rift in the universes is specifically in Berlin so everything's euro eurocentric, which is interesting how is it, how so is you had have-
0: a sci-fi espionage series with J k. Simmons just not getting all of the pu- publicity in the I have world?
1: no idea I'd never I think I don't I don't even I don't even know how I heard of it um I think I'd finished watching um Patriot I'd never seen that. Um, which is fantastic. Oh God, really? No, God, I haven't so seen good.
0: that. Sorry. I no, I haven't seen that. That's
1: it's an espionage. It's another espionage um, series. It's um, it's like just two seasons, and um, uh, Terry Quinn is in it. But um, it, like the more I tell you about it, I, the less you know, the better. I'll okay, say. Like, okay. I just say. I just say. Watch it. I immediately i am telling you. You you really want to watch Patriot? Okay. It's, it's excellent. But um. Uh, I think I think I'd been looking at something in the context of Patriot. I saw well, Counterpart, so I just thought it was straight up an espionage show, and I love espionage stuff. But then when it has a sci-fi kind of twist to it, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. But I love it's effectively a Cold War series set in Germany, but not during the Cold War. Okay, okay right. But so there's all these pangs of like, you know, the state and and uh, communism and things like that, even though it's not about that um uh no it's great i i highly recommend it um where are you, you watching and, that um it's on amazon okay they're amazon shows um and uh another one i'm watching which uh i've again i think it's been like people on twitter are talking about it and, and, and I, i'll just look it up and see it's a very very different show it's uh called future man oh yes
0: it's the hulu original
1: series yeah yeah. It's brilliant. Like I, I watched the first episode. I was like, ah, eh, that's all right. Cause a friend of mine told me she saw it and she said it was great. So I, I watched the first one. And I'm like, yeah, that was fun. But the more I watched, the better it gets. And especially if you're a sci-fi fan, the amounts of like, you know, there isn't like, there'll be a little like nod to something from sci-fi. And then like a character will literally go, are you talking about? And they'll literally mention it. So it swings, it goes from these swings of like very, um, pop culture, savvy, uh, to the point where you're like, you know, sometimes you're just sick of all that stuff to the point where it actively makes fun of it. Um, and I just saw this episode, and I won't get into it, but it skewers James Cameron harder than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> um, like, oh my god, I, I was laughing through the whole the whole thing. I, I highly recommend it.
2: I mean, as far as James Cameron goes, I, I, I really enjoyed Alita re- recently. I mean, I, I did see a Alita Battle Angel and I loved it.
1: I, I, I haven't heard anything bad about it. Everything... I'm not familiar with the
2: original um, manga, so... I, I've, I've struggled to not call it Battle Angel Alita, because that's what I always knew it as. Uh, oh, what what is it then? It's Alita Battle Angel. They, they swapped it around. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's really well put together, a little film. I mean, I, I say little film. It clearly cost a fucking fortune. But, uh, <laughs> little but, student film. But I think with Robert Rodriguez making it, I always kind of think of his films as being little projects that kind of... Just kind of get let released out into the world because he always seems to make these independent films that look amazing. But um, yeah, I just thought the effects in it were amazing and uh, a lot yeah, of. I the, saw the
1: tra- I saw the trailer. I'm like, Oh, Uncanny Valley. But I'm like, But it's kind of supposed to be it in Cali works
2: Valley. Absolutely in context of the film because yeah, everyone who sees her can tell she's not a hundred percent human as a result. You know, but it's it's set in a world where where quite a lot of people aren't hundred percent human. You know, yeah. every, everyone is either a, a pure person or an android or a meat bag or a toaster you know okay so, um there's a, a, a sort of a it's not it's not like a racial conflict between them but there's definitely an exploitation going one direction where like maybe a lot of the androids are getting uh their parts stolen or you know they get mugged and they get their parts nicked right to uh, service this um what well, well, this sport that everyone play everyone watches called motorball Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like a murder ball or not a murder ball, like a ruler ball type um, future sport that they all engage in, and that that stuff's really well shot. And you know, you can kind of understand the game, which it's always a struggle for me. A lot of these future sports type things, I never really understand what the rules are. But but no, it just I thought the characters were all really well put together, especially Alita. She's a really compelling character. You know, she's understandable and and winsome, and you know, at the start, you just kind of want to protect her because she's small but then she gets put into a bigger body and all of a sudden she's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs>
1: so. No, i I say I, I, I mean, it's not in the cinema anymore, is it? Oh no, it, yeah. It's it, still, yeah, it well, still is. Certainly is it? it isn't up here. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, it's still yeah, my, floating about. I pop in the, I wasn't, it's, it's just not one of those things are like, well, or even at that, I know I just saw Captain Marvel, but when I go to cinema, if I can, I try to go see something that isn't, uh, you know, a pop culture uh, adaptation. Yeah. And, um, I try see like an original film if I can, but I find the stuff that tends to actually pull me out of my house is the big pop culture stuff because it's mm. the stuff everyone's going to be talking about. You know.
0: Well, I tell you, did we talk? Have we talked about hold um, the hold in the ground? I don't think we have.
1: I just saw the trailer for that. It looks like wow, that looks like a great film. I'm not going to go watch.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, no, no it'd be just check checking I, out. I don't cause... like horror
1: films. It looks great, but i like, I don't want to. I just some like I saw a trailer for two. I saw what was it? Um, the wind. So I try to I'm wind. like, wow, that looks amazing. I'm not going to go see that though because
2: it looks too <laughs> scary. No, Scott and I went to see a preview of a uh, Hold the ground a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's it good. We really enjoyed it. I think. I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty terrifying, if I'm honest.
2: It's it's if if you if you enjoy scary kids films, yeah,
0: anything with like really unsettling children.
2: Yeah, no,
1: I'd say you'd have a hard time as a dad watching that. Would you?
0: Yeah, it's it weird. Basically, the 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 story is a a woman what do you really think of ralphie now (laughs) i know well that's the thing because she moves into this house and she becomes obsessed with the idea that her son is is not not. her son it's an Mm -hmm. imposter
1: yeah
0: yeah um and he's doing some which is terrifying yeah she's doing he's doing some slightly odd things but not really and you think shit could this be in her head and is she gonna end up doing something horrific because she's convinced that it actually is him, or yeah. is he actually an imposter? And um, yeah, they, they do a really good job of of leaving it as kind of ambiguous for quite yeah. a lot, quite a lot of the film. That's, that's more scary. Oh, yeah, that's way worse. Because at least you know if he he is an imposter, then you are like, yeah, smash his face. In. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, Kill the son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but if you are not, if you are not quite sure, and she's, you know, she starts spying on him and putting cameras in his room and he just, i think she tries to drug him at one point it's it's like yeah it's, uh, it's very very unsettling but like a, a very good uh irish co-funded irish director i think an irish writer um
1: i know the girl the the lady that's from uh can't cope won't cope
0: oh i haven't seen that uh shauna Kerslake.
1: that's a yeah she's yeah. She's, she's i mean uh, I wouldn't like. It's not like the role in Can't Cope Won't Cope is the most challenging one. It's just like it's just like a regular Irish yeah. girl, but uh, she's she's good in it. Like I'd say she's uh, um,
2: well, she has to carry the entire film basically of hold the ground. I mean, the yeah, the film, right. film is yeah. her. You know, that's yeah. no small
0: feat. Is um is Young Offenders big? In- uh, yeah, well, I mean,
1: for as far as we know, it's an RTE show, but the people in outside of Ireland think it's a uh, Channel Four show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely. It uh, like I don't. I don't talk to people that much, but um, from what I can tell, it's 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 pretty damn big. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's just interesting because it just kind of popped up here without any kind of great fanfare. Like I. Oh really? Well, yeah. There there wasn't really much. Kind uh,
2: well, of it appeared around exactly the same time as Dairy Girls. As Dairy Girls, yeah, it was
0: about. It that. was Dairy very and I, all I'm the not press, sure,
1: yeah. I'm not sure if Dairy Girls has caught on as much down here. Like I've seen um, uh, British people talking about it. I haven't seen and, and Northern people, but I haven't seen. Yeah southern as much but keep that in mind i i really wouldn't know if it is or not yeah i know i i know i thought it was great
0: but dairy girls is going gangbusters in the states they just they launched it on yeah us netflix uh just after christmas that's Um, great and it's doing tremendously well over there is the second season out now second season started last week so the second episode's on tonight everyone's
2: (laughs) raving with the colors deadly
0: (laughs) (laughs) as well they should (laughs) took me days is
1: it is it tough for you having like you know because you when you work on something that you enjoy you know you're
0: a little biased um it's no if i if i didn't like it i would just say
2: you told me you were laughing at stuff in the coloring room while you were
0: yeah that's like it's you it's hard not to sound sycophantic whenever you're in a room with the director or the writer or something and they say something and you laugh but yeah, I, I yeah. do it because it's genuinely funny and it genuinely makes me laugh. And there's things in there, you know, maybe you'll not laugh the the fifth or sixth time you've watched it, but there's things in there that definitely still do make me laugh after multiple viewings. Sure. Um, Whereas, you, conversely,
2: I, I am the exact age those girls are supposed to be at that point. Yeah, and I just yeah. re- don't relate to it at all. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just don't see. I mean, I, I, I put it down to me having just a completely different life from them and nothing in that show rings true to me at all well um, they
1: all they're all
2: catholic though in this, aren't they are they okay i've missed, missed missed that <laughs> <laughs> no i mean yeah uh, uh, but that's part Maybe of it but but i, they're, but they're, I, but oh, if, yeah, I think it's, I think it's the,
1: the dads the dads from the south so
2: yeah it's it's more i think it's more just the the working classness of it all and oh, okay. you know, i like to think i was working class but definitely there's an awful lot of this i just do not recognise as from my own youth you know Fair enough.
1: I mean, like you know, you know it comes from an authentic place because uh, is it Lisa McGee? Is it? yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, like you know, it's her childhood, so it's you. You. I'm not relate.
2: having a go at anyone else's experience or anyone else's enjoyment of it. It's sure, Just for sure. me, it's just yeah. It it might, there might as well be you know a massive laugh track on it for for all the, the authenticity I feel of it. But right. But whenever whenever it's on TV, my Twitter feed is full of people. Dying laughing, they could not be laughing any harder, and I just feel like I'm just maybe I'm just watching this with subtitles on or something. I'm just not Fair getting the, the the joke at all.
1: I try to There's there's definitely something I can't think what it is now pop culture wise that everyone thinks is hilarious. But oh yeah, I think like um Archer. I remember everyone saying was hilarious, and I just I don't. Sh- yeah, kind Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I just
2: yeah, I, I had the same experience with Archer. I just kind of watched a few episodes of it. I just felt completely flat with me. Mean, I know Scott. I, it do, I do
0: enjoy Archer, but I know a, a friend of mine. His wife won't let him watch it when she's in the house because she just says it's just people shouting at each other for half an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I, which yeah, I, I do remember. get. I do understand that. But no, I do certainly. The, the, it has gone quality-wise in terms of the writing. It hasn't been as good for the last two or three seasons. But I'd say the first five are are up there i think i uh, think,
1: I, I think I watched the first three yeah so just kind of tapped out after that. yeah i mean also, i think yeah and if you get that like, far, uh, if you
0: get that far in and it's not for you then you've yeah, you've, yeah. you've pulled your wit you've you've given yeah, the, and it's also the you know try. i'm also
1: mature i'm mature enough to go like it's just not for me it's fine like, yeah, like know, fine. When, I was, when i was younger you're like just bullshit it's fucking stupid like you you just get out you get you can be totally adolescent about it and go just because you don't like it means it's bad but yeah. i don't think it's bad it's just yeah i can just go that just wasn't for me
2: yeah. Yeah, well, that's kind of how I feel about them, Dairy Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Both on screen sure. and off. <laughs> they're not for me.
0: Fair enough. I can't think of uh, much else that's out now in the last while. Yeah, no, I'm finishing. Me and Hannah are finishing Luther at the minute. We have... I, I watched the first season. I never.
1: I, I just. I, I really. I watched like three episodes or two episodes and I really liked it. I just never got back to it. Yeah,
0: we have been. Binged... There's so much good stuff out there. It's really tough to, it's, like. Yeah. I, find myself crippled with choice these days we've binged four seasons in about the last week and a half now in saying that they're bbc seasons so the first season is six episodes the second season's four third season's four fourth season is two they didn't even try (laughs) Um,
1: i'm even finding um like i watched i said i saw patriot and i blasted through two seasons in like three days and i (laughs) Because I, I loved it, I just like you know I just bunked off work to watch. Uh, well, I assume sir.
0: you've watched yeah. the Americans.
1: Yes, except the last series. I haven't seen the last series oh, yet. Oh
0: right, okay. Because I just but finished kind of binging that over the last couple of weeks.
1: Because that's what happened: is I blasted through all of the seasons, and then there was one more season to go. It aired, and I'm like, I'm just going to hold off because, um, like a patriot, I really regretted watching the whole thing in one go. Yeah, I kind of wish I'd. So what I'm trying to do with uh, Counterpart and with Future Man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like watch one a day, just pace yeah, it just out to, a little bit, so yeah, I can appreciate yeah. each episode. You know,
0: well without without any spoilers for the Americans, I was very very satisfied with the last episode. Cool. Um, apart from the music cue. Okay, that's the only. That's the only, and and I think for, I think you'll probably feel the same way.
2: Is it but, James Brown singing Living in America from no. <laughs> uh,
0: I think you'll probably feel the same way, but I won't say okay. anything more. I won't say what it is or um, oh, cool. or anything, but it, it, they, I was very happy with the, the way they wrapped things up.
2: So, Deck, Brian's- you were at the Dublin Comic Con there at the weekend? I was. And how did that go? I, I actually really wanted to go down to it, but I had something booked for Saturday afternoon, and then it, ca- it cancelled Saturday morning, and I was like, holy shit, I could have gone to Dublin.
1: Oh, okay, um, it was know. it was grand. Um, like it, the previous year, it had been um, an anime show, so I skipped it. Um, but this year, I don't think it went particularly well for them. I'm not really sure. So this year, it's basically uh, uh, the same the same con that they have during the during the summer, but like a sm- a slightly pared down version of it, maybe. Okay, um, and you know, a, a huge reason I went is because Jonathan Frex was there. And uh, so me and Mooney said we'd go for the Saturday because I've been I've been to Dublin Comic Con before and it's definitely quieter on the Sunday. And I expected this show not to be as busy as that show, so I I didn't think Sunday was um, the best use of my time. But uh, it was grand, I was kept going the whole time, um, and Mooney had a panel: um, uh, how to fool Marvel into DC into letting it work. And um, that went great, actually.
2: Um, Yeah, Mooney's just picked up a new job there, hasn't he?
1: He does, yeah. He's actually, I'm looking at his first pages as we speak. They're not great. (laughs) 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 Actually, no, they're really good. Um, But um, uh, he's telling me how long long he was working on them, and it shows for sure. But um, what was it? Um, Oh, yeah, the panel was – I've done a panel at the show before and it wasn't great. It was like small, but we did this, the panel this time and it was actually well, it was very well attended. And, um, and it wasn't just me and Mooney arguing the whole time. So, uh, I'd say we could have gotten longer actually. Um, but, uh, and then the show just kind of was over straight away. That's the thing about a one day show is once you kind of get your groove going, it's done. Um, but, uh, I didn't sell a whole lot of stuff there admittedly, but I think, I think if I do that show again, I might, um, I might talk to a retailer about signing there for an hour okay. rather than me bringing like stock in in the morning and then carrying half at home. I might just like go to a retailer and who have my stock and sign there for a bit and then just enjoy the show. Otherwise,
2: and did you get a photo of Jonathan Fricks? No, no,
1: no, no, we it we was, was kept going. We did, we did swing by the green room just in case he was hanging. He was there. And it was, uh, it was Sorbo with the green Ranger. And we we're like, son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: Um, not, you, not, you you already
1: have a picture of you with freaks, don't you? Well do, yeah. I, I, we've met him twice, so I was crazy, <laughs> like, but I was, you know, thinking maybe we could be like, hey, we met before, remember? Oh yeah, what are you up to later? Oh, I should ring go for a drink if you want to come. That was that was the <laughs> that was the fantasy we had in the back of our minds but it uh, didn't quite work out.
2: What about Doug Jones? Did you
1: get to see him? No, I didn't I didn't get to see him at all. No. It, oh. It's you know when you're when you're at a table, it's kind of hard to justify walking away from people or are standing in front of you, you know. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i mean of, i've I've heard specifically well specifically about frakes too Well, i've met frakes, so i know that but I, I think some people are telling me doug jones is like super 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 super
2: nice yeah no, i've always got that impression i just kind of and it's great <laughs> in the show
1: too talking about things we're watching i like got watching the new star trek season and um he's 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 so good at it like
2: yeah he, he manages to convey character really well under makeup i think he is probably the best in the world at that yeah, and
1: I mean, I believe him as an alien as well, you know, yeah, like he feels fully... It, like it's,
2: it's his, his body language is completely um, it just really well realised, especially the weird yeah. way he swings his arms behind his body as he walks. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just so he's walking through water. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I think he's probably the most interesting character on that show, to be honest, and I really would like to see more from him.
1: Yeah, like well, I'd like to see more from all the characters personally, not like I'm kind of... Oh you're such a <sighs> fucking... S.J.W. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's just um, like, you know, uh, it just, it's just Michael, Michael, Michael all the time. I'm like, what about that really badass chick on the comm? You know, the one with the, the, the one with the missing hair. Yeah. I think she'd be uh, Yeah. And the one, the the, the red haired one with the cyborg implant. Like she was on the ship with Saru and Michael. Like what's her, what's her story? Shouldn't she have all this emotional baggage and the cool like robotic looking girl and
2: see i like, kind of think what they're you know, going to do is probably play it a bit like lost where you're going to have these really interesting characters in the background and all of a sudden you're going to get an episode direct, you know, dedicated to one of them
1: i would hope so because some of the characters they've ever, they've spent more time on i'm not interested in um i'm loving pike though like or as yeah. i like to call him captain mooney
2: because <laughs> he does look a bit like mooney
1: but he acts like him too you know it's like where's the red thing you know the second he said, I'm like, God damn it! I had to text I had to text my friend Jamie, going like, "It's bloody Captain Mooney." But um, <laughs> was I told somebody else, and they're like, "I can't unsee that now." I'm like, I know, but uh, I know I Pike. I really like Pike in it. I have to say, um, I'm liking this season a lot more. I liked the last season, but when it ended, looking back at it, there was some stuff about it I didn't like, uh, and I, I feel I like it feels more Star Trek star trekky to me this year
2: yeah there was definitely felt like a lot of feet finding the first season but um I'm, which I'm, happens you know i'm, I get I'm it. it's really just, into it this
1: when, year with such a huge budget you know and the show looks amazing i'm like you know could you work on the rising um but saying that i'd like to switch in focus
2: yeah, i think it's it's unbelievable how it looks i mean it looks better than any star trek movie has ever looked it looks incredible
1: you know, just the sets and, like, every, the costumes and, ah, oh, it looks absolutely amazing.
2: And I remember before it was announced, there was this real worry that it was going to be cheap because it was going to be on a, a web-only platform.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's web-only for the Americans.
2: Yeah. Or, well, I mean, we're watching it on the web-only as well. That's quite true. Yeah. Well, on that, on that <laughs> damn squib of an end there. I think we'll uh, we'll call it a night. But um, I want to really thank you, Declan, for stepping in there because uh, PJ really let us down.
1: <laughs> well, not only that; it's not just that PJ let you down, but I did not. I well, mean, this is it. You know, you... Someone, someone to step in and save the day. I'm your guy. Yep, swinging a hit. <laughs> oh, no worries, guys. It's good to talk to you again. It's been a while.
2: And just a heads up to the listeners again, remember, if you want to sponsor great content like this, you can find it at patreon.com forward slash podcast. Scott's looking at me like, we have no good
0: content. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was just, I was just like, is that it? What do you mean, is that it? Is that, is that your plug?
2: Well, I mean, I, I didn't really have anything else to add to that. Yeah. What do you want to add? I don't know.
0: I just thought I thought you were going to go for a bit more. Well, tell you what, you take, what, a, sw- you take what, a swing out, out of there. Bob was going to add a bit more pizzazz to the delivery, is I that th- what you Yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought there was going because you said earlier that you were like, "Oh, and I need to get better at this," and I thought maybe you'd have you thought I'd have tried.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, maybe. Well, if if I said that, uh, if the listeners want to make sure that they, you know, help me help me fund the show help because. Me, help me it's uh the money comes to me not the scott <laughs> not the pj it comes to me right i've got to pay for gear i've got to pay for audio processing now now that i've realized that it actually makes a difference so the podcast
1: is your baby
2: yes well yeah i like to deliver this once a week <laughs> in the, into their laps
1: have you, have you have you been enjoying doing the doing it again like is it nice to like get back into the habit of doing a podcast
2: definitely the doing the podcast bit is a lot more fun than the editing the podcast bit and the yeah. the actually getting the podcast out so the 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 process of recording is a lot more fun than everything else but
1: um, and, and Scott's in the room with you is he yeah 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 Scott's here
2: yeah which is all the
1: better like because it's a better doing it this way course. yeah sure sure Plus, it gets, it gets you out of the house, Scott, too. Scott's
2: sure it, nice just... out of the house. Well, Scott's in the house right uh, now. We're,
1: we're, we're in my I mean, house. I'm, I'm out of the house. <laughs> in a different
0: house. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there's, a just, there's a different dynamic whenever... Uh, it's fine for a guest every once in a while, but if the three of us were constantly just dialing in, just remote in, you can't see people, you can't... Uh, it's just it's just not as good. It doesn't feel yeah. as good, and at the end of it, you're like, okay, we, we did a podcast, but... Uh,
1: it wasn't. It wasn't crack. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a weird
2: energy in the room yeah. whenever everyone's together. It's definitely a weird Plus, energy. G- when PJ I'm is in the just going to in anyway, so it's best when you see him about to do it. Yeah, <laughs> well, he does lean forward in his seat
1: when he gets excited. Exactly. At least when you see him do it, you're prepared. And you're not. You're not. You know to stop talking. Whereas if you're all just on Skype, you're just going to keep talking and not know someone's just going to rail right
2: over you. Well, this is it. and, and, and you know, it's not the PJ takes any social social cues anyway. You know yeah. he. So, but it does help if you he can see people. It's like,
0: yeah, if, if can yeah. you imagine not knowing where PJ is? Just knowing that yeah. there might be P, PJ, just might jump out at any moment. <laughs> Such an unpleasant thought. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, PJ,
2: because I know you're um. going to listen to this. No, he doesn't listen to shows that he's not on. Mm. He'll have no interest in this whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm. We're also not going to put this in the podcast, yeah.
2: Well, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to do the sign out for the show and then talk about how
1: the sign out. Actually, that is very on brand for you guys. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, keep it in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, thanks for being on the show, Deck. Uh, uh no worries, guys. Anytime. Uh, is there anything you want to plug?
1: Um, well, as we discussed, I can't tell you about anything. So. Well, plug stuff that's um, already out there then. Um, well, I know um, Dead Man Logan is coming out. I've done the cover for that. I think that's issue five. Yeah. Um, that's out. I think the trade for um, Return of Wolverine is out this month. Yeah, actually, the trade is out this month. So um, uh, if you want to read half of a book I drew, that's the one.
2: <laughs> People should absolutely get the hardcover of uh, Injection, the first. The
1: yes, first yeah, because yeah, yes, so, that's a, yeah, sorry, that's been out. Yeah, the hardcover is really nice. I'm really, really happy with it. Um, not like I'm very, very content with the content of it. But Funographics um, put together a really nice package.
2: It is gorgeous. I have mine, I'm...
1: and and if you come up to me at a convention with the hardcover, I'll do a free sketching for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> not, no, 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 not you. <laughs> do you donate to the Sunnyside uh, Patreon? Yes. Okay, you get a free sketch.
2: <laughs> um, so that's been another show. I've been Ron. I've been Scott. And I've been PJ. See you next time.